Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got $5. This is a run to the left. You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your NFL Week 2 Fantasy Preview. I am your host, Chris Raybon. Joined, as always, by one of the top rankers in the game, Sean Kerner. Uh, And on today's show, Sean and I will discuss the Thursday night football DFS slate. We'll also dive into the Week 1 main slate. And uh, we'll build some lineups for FanDuel and DraftKings as well. So, uh, Sean, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Got got off to a nice start to the season. Uh, won a few units betting. Um, won every like pretty much all my fantasy leagues. Did okay in DFS, although Isaiah likely, uh, you know, getting me a goose egg definitely hurt some of my GPP flyer teams. But uh, I understand you had a pretty good week. Uh, congrats on the the hot start. Yeah, I, I did well. Uh, went nine and two betting, so that was good. Almost went ten and one if uh, Josh Jacobs doesn't catch a sixteen yard pass. <laughs> But uh, that, that's what happens. Um, uh, I did lose in our work fantasy league. I faced Devin oh, Duvernay. Somebody, oh, uh, I no. think it was me somebody that had Devin Duvernay. Him? Yes, somebody started what? Devin Duvernay against me in week one. Oh, like, my God. So, you know, you take the good with the bad. Uh, it oh. happens. So we have a couple side bets I forgot to mention. Yeah. Um, Travis Homer, two. You got that yards. one, yep. <laughs> that was none. Zero. James Prochet. <laughs> Zero catches, zero targets. He played four snaps, so uh, all bets are action because he played. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. He's, I already conceded <laughs> that. that. Like, he's going way under for the season, whatever it was, 49. Okay. So we um, can, we can, we can yeah. sell that soon. Um, you know, the, the first chance we have, you know, free night to hang out, yeah. uh, we could sell that. Maybe I'll buy out like half of it or something. But, uh, yeah, Damn we'll, it. we'll sell that. I, I should have gone with special teams tackles for DJ Dallas. He was like everywhere. <laughs> he almost got the block punt, too. But uh, no, yeah, no, no, he, no snaps, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no snaps. All right. And we got another contest winner for this week. Uh, remember, if you leave us a five star review on Apple, we will pick our favorite one and you get a free year of Action Pro where you get access to our player projections, fancy rankings and all that good stuff uh, for this week. I want to say congratulations to it's underscore ace. Thank you. It's underscore ace uh, for the 
rating and review. You can hit up podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your free year of Action Pro. Again, thanks to it's underscore ace. Uh, and thanks to everyone out there for listening to the pod. If you enjoy it, please do leave us a rating and review. It uh, really helps the pod grow. Um, all right, let's go. Let's go into Thursday night football. Uh, let's talk uh, first in terms of the higher end guys. Who do you like uh, for your captain spot? So, I mean, either quarterback would obviously be a smash play in the captain spot here. Uh, that both QBs like to spread it around, so that's ideal on a showdown site to use them in the captain slot. I think Mike Williams could be interesting after his Week One dud. I mean, he is the roller coaster that is Mike Williams. So he could bounce back with a massive game, especially with Keenan Allen out. But I think pound for pound, it's got to be Austin Eckler. His week one usage was slightly concerning. Uh, we talked about it a bit already this week, but um, he only ran around 38% of the time in week one. You know, he only ran for, you know, 14 carries, 36 yards on the ground. In the second half, they started using Joshua Kelly and Sony Michelle a bit more. I think that's because the Chargers were up. And maybe they were preserving him for, you know, the short week and the big matchup against the Chiefs. So I think they're going to have to unleash him here. They're going to have to lean on a bit more with Keenan Allen out. So I think Austin Eckler uh, could be a smash play Thursday night. Yeah, Eckler, I mean, that, that's that's the hope for real. I mean – the usage was not what we wanted to see out of him, especially in the in the receiving game. But you know they do it's a much more important matchup. Well, I shouldn't say more important because, but yeah, um, you know a tougher matchup, I guess you could say, for the Chargers this week going against the their second divisional opponent uh, in as many weeks. So uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping Eckler comes through, uh, like him in the captain spot. But my favorite play is you. You kind of alluded to it. It's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, mm. we're getting the ability to to stack Patrick Mahomes with a lot of his receivers a lot more cheaply than we usually do. Like besides Travis yeah. Kelsey, who I like as well, he's another great play in the captain spot. Uh, Travis Kelsey, last three games against the Chargers, 10, 191 and two, seven for 104 uh, and 9, 90 and one uh, over the last two years. So uh, I think he eats and he's obviously a great spot play, but uh, Mahomes, you can, you can put him in that captain spot and stack him with, you know, outside of Kelsey, you can go Kelsey and then you still have like Hardman. You still have uh, MVS. Uh, we'll see, you know, Juju's uh, questionable, but he's not even all that expensive compared to, you know, what Tyreek Hill would have mm-hmm. been. So you can double, triple stack Mahomes in the captain spot. Uh, and, you know, who knows if we'll be able to continue to do that throughout the year. We probably will because I think they do want to spread it around. So uh, I think this is a, a golden opportunity to use uh, to use Patty Mahomes in the captain spot. Nice. I love it. And uh, JC Jackson looks like he's going to miss again, right? Uh, he, yeah, I mean, he was able to yeah. practice Monday. It's a short week. So it seems like, you know, the Chargers are going to be without him. So that makes me like Mahomes even more in this matchup. Yeah. I mean, now this offense is tailor made to kind of combat what has kind of gave them problems last year, which was, you know, they had such a drop off from, you know, Tyreek to every other wide receiver, you know, mm-hmm. it was just, and now they're a little more balanced, but Cole Hardman, it looks even like he's playing a little bit better. So, uh, and they haven't even unleashed Sky Moore yet, who we'll talk about. Yep. Uh, so they, you know, they have some, some guys that, you know, they have running backs that can catch it, uh, not just CEH. They have McKinnon now, uh, Pacheco, I think is going to be good as well. So, yeah, uh, I think this is a nice time to buy on Mahomes early in the year. Um, had him QB one last week. I think he's QB two for me this week. So um, I think he's back. Who are you like in terms of like the bargain bin plays? Like who are you filling out your lineup <laughs> with on the on the other side? Oh, here? Man. There, there is a ton in this game. Um, obviously, like Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter 
um, should step up with Kian Allen out. I think they're going to be highly rostered, so I wouldn't consider them uh, dark crows. You can also, you know, take a Michael Hardman. Sky Moore, like you mentioned, I think could be an interesting dark throw, especially since it looks like Justin Watson might yeah. miss the game. It might not sound important, but that could get Sky Moore over, you know, 30. 30. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's all you need in a game like this. Um, it looks like we're kind of on the same page here. I'm going with Trey McKitty, though. He's my favorite flyer just because if Donald Parham misses again, that's going to be key here. If Parham does happen to suit up, I would be off McKitty and on to Parham. But McKitty ran around on nearly 40% of Justin Herbert's dropbacks last week. Um, he hauled in three catches for 24 yards. And we have to remember, he was a third-round rookie out of Georgia last year. So he does have some talent. Um, it does take tight end some time to kind of get used to the NFL. So he could be sneaky here. Uh, he is, you know, free on the showdown slate. So it's it's very easy to build a good lineup with him in it. Uh, so that's why he's my favorite dart throw here. Yeah, I like him as well. I was going to mention him, you know, 38% routes run. Uh, and, you know, I think these, the, the Chargers, you know, they they like to use these tight ends. I mean, I was surprised to see McKinney was actually outproducing Gerald Everett at one point yeah. in, that, in that game. <laughs> yeah. uh, if, if Everett doesn't catch that touchdown, it's it's like we're looking at this completely different. So, uh, you know, McKinney, uh, he's getting that usage right now. And uh, it's his was his second year now, right? He was a rookie last year. So, like, tight ends, it's tough unless you're like Kyle Pitts to, to do well as a rookie. So, you know, he might just have improved a lot more than we even know uh, in the offseason. So another good good time to buy low in a, a young player, uh, assuming, like you said, Parham is out. I am going to go with Jarek McKinnon is my favorite on the Chiefs. You know, we saw Clyde Edwards-Hilaire have a, a really nice game, and obviously he's in the conversation just in terms of overall lineup construction, period. But uh, Jarrett McKinnon did get four carries, and he ran a route on 41% of Mahomes' dropbacks. So uh, he's kind of that passing down back. And remember how well he did in the playoffs last year. So now you're talking about a game with a total of 54 but it's a, the spread is only three and a half. Whereas last week that spread for Arizona, it might it almost hit seven on the road for mm-hmm. the Chiefs. Now it's only three and a half at home, so it could be a, a game script that could be a lot more neutral or even negative for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I I do think you see a lot of Jarrett McKinnon in that situation. Uh, and you know Andy Reid's just excellent at scheming his running backs touchdowns. You know near near the uh, near the end zone. So uh, if McKinnon's going to be on the field for 40% of the pass plays. He's always a threat to score, just like CEH scored last week. Pacheco, he his numbers look good. Obviously, a lot of it came uh-huh. in garbage time. So I think he got like, he was just closing out that fourth quarter. I think his role will grow. But right now, I still think McKinnon is going to be that, that RB2 when things matter for the Chiefs. And uh, as you mentioned, Sky Moore, he ran a route on only, it was very disappointing. I believe it was... 17%. 17%, right? yeah. So mm-hmm. he was at 17%. But then you also had Justin Watson kind of the same amount. So like you said, if you kind of combine those, now you're at 34, 35% for Sky Moore. And you only need like, you know, one thing to go right. Like one pass where he just gets into the end zone, even if that's his only catch uh, at his price, that could kind of swing the slate. So uh, I think watch for that Watson injury because, and even, even if not, I think, you know, an injured Justin Watson, do you really trot him out there, like, banged up for – because he's a right. special team. He's a special teams yeah. guy. So I think what would happen in that situation is he may – his snaps may still go down. So I think you still might see this guy more get, you know, over maybe to 25% even if Watson's mm-hmm. healthy. So uh, a lot of upside with Sky Moore. And he could also get a rushing attempt or two uh, in this one. So uh, like him as well. 
All right, you want to get down in the muck here for some two very disgusting potential yes, ultimate slate breaking trolls. Okay, so you go first. Chargers, go first. <laughs> I mean, we got Xander Horvath on the Chargers, Love right? It. That Gabe neighbors just annoying as all f role. <laughs> uh, score a touchdown last week, obviously, and then Jody Forston, Joe Forston, whatever you want to call him. Um, seems like he's going to be a touchdown vulture. Um, it was happening during preseason. It seems like anytime he plays, uh, he gets some of these like goal line snaps uh, where they like to get him the ball. So I think we have some two potential, very disgusting uh, trolls here uh, in Horvath and Forston. I would even put Noah Gray in that conversation because Noah Gray and Fortson, Fortson ran around on 22% and Noah Gray was 27%. So like Noah Gray mm-hmm. is, is uh, you know, he he's another guy that could, catch a touchdown. I think Fortson had one last week, right? Yeah, but the, I mean, he's typically the guy that they use closer to the goal line. But yeah, both guys um, started to get usage. I think a lot of it had to do with the blow. I think they were kind of resting mm. Kelsey a bit. Um, yeah. So that's that's worth pointing out. But Forston, um, specifically like in the preseason, other instances, they do like to get him in there on like goal line packages. Yeah, he's he's good. He's a, he's a former yeah, wide receiver, yeah. I believe. Yeah, um, yeah he's, so he's nasty. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I like, I actually like the Xander Horvath call. Now, the only thing is he got a receiving touchdown last week, so they probably won't use that same play four days later. Yeah. But um, they, they actually like him enough. Like they want to give him like, maybe a carrier two per game. They got him two catches last game. So he had three touches, uh, you know, some obviously for a showdown slate, somebody to pay attention to, but yeah. uh, you know, don't, don't, don't forget about Michael Burton for the, uh, for the chiefs. He's always lurking there. Oh, yeah. uh, 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 is he the guy that uh, Andy Reid called a sausage with fingers? Is that him? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't I watch Andy Reid porn. I don't, I don't know, man. Look it up. Look it up. I, I don't, don't want to look it up, bro. <laughs> I don't want to type a, those things into it's, my it's, search it's engine. A, Andy Reid sausage fingers. I don't, it's, I don't, not, nah. it's not a, it's not a picture, Avon. It's a quote. Uh, Trust me, it's suitable for work. It's the internet. It's 2022. Everything's a picture, bro. Everything. That is true. Uh, but yeah, no. Nah, uh, Michael Burton, he usually gets like six to eight carries a year. So, you know, he didn't get one in week one. He might get one in week two. And they usually come in short yardage situations. So, uh, you know, he could, could get a touchdown. Never. Oh, I think it was uh, Sherman. Was the sausage. Anthony Sherman. Yeah, Anthony yeah. Anthony so Sherman was the yeah. sausage. So Michael Same Burton. Thing, though. He used to be on the, I believe he was on the, the Saints for a while. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, he's the Chiefs fullback now. Now on the Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with over-under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. 
on your mobile phone. Join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Let's jump into the main slate. And uh, we'll start with stacks. So, uh, Sean, who do you like stack-wise this week? I'm going with, I believe you took him last week. I'm going with Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk. You know, the Jags were very pass-heavy even before the game kind of got out of hand. So, uh, Trevor Lawrence ended up throwing 42 passes. um, And Christian Kirk is clearly his top target. Um, He saw a 24.5% target rate per route run. So, I, I just... He moved way up in my rankings. He's now my wide receiver 13 to begin the week. Um, so I, I love this stack. I think investing in Lawrence early in year two before a potential breakout makes a ton of sense, especially if they're going to be slinging around. So I think to begin the week, at least, this is my favorite stack. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's another one of these spots where we, we you can kind of buy low on the uncertainty here. Like We still don't know a ton about the Jaguars, but from what we saw, it was promising, and especially Kirk, um, you know, with that, over 90% routes run, got the 24% target share. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was promising. I'm going to go with Carson Wentz, Terry McLaurin. It, you know, Carson Wentz, <laughs> it was a, a roller coaster with Wentz. I mean, he went at one point. He threw, like, one of those terrible interceptions. But he also threw four touchdowns. He, you know, it looks like Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel and, and Logan Thomas are going to be able to take some pressure off Terry McLaurin. But you look at what A.J. Brown was able to do to the Lions last week. And, you know, that's kind of the spot you expect Terry McLaurin to be in running routes against those boundary corners for Detroit. I still think they're going to have some issues um, down the field. So uh, going with some Carson Wentz, Terry McLaurin, because I do on the other side, I, you know, I don't know how much I trust this Washington defense. So I think they could end up getting into, uh, you know, a shootout with these, with these Detroit Lions in this game. So uh, give me some Carson Wentz, Terry McLaurin, Pretty affordable stack as far as stacks go. No, I love that call. And uh, welcome to the dark side. I've been telling you this, this Carson Wentz, Terry McLaurin deep connection could be good this year. We we saw it. I mean, he didn't get many targets this week, but he got that nice uh, 49-yard touchdown um, on a deep pass by Carson Wentz. So that was good to see. But yeah, I think also with, with all these complimentary receivers like Dotson, Samuel stepping up, maybe that does help uh, McLaurin open things up. And yeah, like love this matchup. Uh, this week against the Lions. So I love this call. On our other pod, which you can check out on the Action Network podcast channel uh, right now, our week two projections podcast, uh, we that was the prop I won in receivers with AJ Brown going over. Uh, I think he threw out like oh, 66. Right. Yeah. So like, I, I love just targeting this, this Lions with the with outside receivers. So it's it's kind of, it's not like a super buy low on, on Terry because his price actually went up um, uh, $100, but uh, he was quiet. So, you know, outside of the touchdown, uh, you know, I think people may be, you know, who knows where his roster ship will be at this week. What about dart throws? Who do you like? So my favorite dart throw right now is George Pickens. Mm. Um, you know, he's super cheap this week after posting a dud in his debut. I mean, it was very disappointing to see him only get one catch for three yards. It's a tough matchup against the Patriots on paper. But as you always like to point out, Bill Belichick, Loves to scheme up ways to slow down the opposing team's best player. And that's, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson here. And George Pickens, you know, he ran a route on 90% of mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky's dropbacks. It's not like he wasn't on the field. He just didn't see many targets. So 
the underlying usage could be there. The talent is certainly there. Um, and I doubt many people will be on him this week after week one. So this is a sneaky spot to buy back in on George Pickens. I think he could have a big game here. So uh, he's my favorite dart throw right now. Yeah, I love it. I mean, you know, the, the usage is good. Obviously, we don't like to see a guy run that many routes and not get targeted. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, so like the more he does that as the season progresses, like you have to lower him down. But uh, for right now, you kind of expect rookies to show up more as the season progresses. I mean, even a guy, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown took a while, so it might be a while, but I always like to kind of, you know, the price is right. You know, it's 3600 and like you said, I think everyone's going to be off of him after uh, after last week. Some other guys I'll throw out there. Rex Burkhead, first of all, he's just 4900 one, probably the cheapest usable running back. Uh, and I think a lot of people are going to be on Jeff Wilson, so no one's really going to touch Rex Burkhead uh, at that price because you can get Jeff Wilson for well, a couple hundred more, I think. So, uh, you know, he's a guy out snap Pierce 50 to 20. Saw over 60%, uh, ran around on over 60% of the dropbacks for the Texans. So I mean, for right now, he's the RB1 uh, in Houston. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, people also love Damian Pierce. So that might also keep Rex's ownership pretty mm-hmm. low for this slate. So I think, uh, you know, I'm going to have, I'm going to have a good amount of him. And then, you know, a bunch of receivers uh, I'll mention, you know, just based, it's just based on routes run. Like it's not, None of the like it's they're all true dart throws, but uh you have Ben Skaronic at, at 3300 on DraftKings. He ran around over 80% of the time for the Rams. Uh, you know, he could find the end zone against the Falcons. That probably pays off. Alec Pierce dropped the touchdown. Uh, he's a rookie. He was out there for about 70% of the snaps. Uh, he's also 3300 but he did get an end zone target. So we could see his role grow as the year progresses as well. Uh Jahan Dotson's only 4200 So um, you know, his if his ownership is up there, then, you know, maybe not, but you know, he's still way too cheap uh, at 4,200 considering how well, how good of a game he had. And uh, the fact that he was out there like 90% of the time. One more I got to throw out there is Juwan Johnson, uh, the tight end for the new Orleans saints. He actually ran around on 80% of the dropbacks last week. And Adam Troutman was at 10%. Adam Troutman essentially only run blocked and, yep. uh, you know, so Juwan Johnson, and then, uh, you can't can't forget about Taysom Hill either. You know, Taysom Hill was out there more than uh, Adam Troutman as well. And Taysom Hill also got nearly a quarter of the of the carries. So, uh, you know, those two guys, I think, are are, are kind of in that conversation as well. But uh, Juana at, at min price, you know, if if he's out there 80 percent again, you know, who knows what could happen? That's that's the cheapest you're probably going to get a guy running that many routes. Yeah, I love that you're uh, milking Rex Burkhead for all he's worth right now. Uh, but you should. I mean, as, as of now, he is the Texans lead back. So I, I think that you're right. I think people are going to overlook him this week. Not that they're going to necessarily play Damian Pierce this week, but they're certainly going to fade Burkhead. So he yeah. is sneaky. And yeah, there, there's actually a lot of tight ends in that 2,500 range that are appealing this week. I mean, I'll still stick with my boy Isaiah Likely. Uh, he did see you know, four targets. He didn't do anything with them, uh, but he still has a ton of upside. Kylan Granson on the Colts mm-hmm. is somebody to look out for. Uh, Brevin Jordan, I mean, it didn't have great usage. OJ Howard caught all the touchdowns that week, but Brevin Jordan could be sneaking that range. So there's a lot of cheap dart throws at tight end this week for sure. Do you think Howard's role kind of increases? Because I, I I saw Jordan, He yeah, he was up over 60% routes run, but the fact that Howard kind of showed out and he's like new there. I wonder if like he kind of eats into Jordan's usage going forward. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, uh, OJ Howard ran around on, you know, 15% of the dropbacks. He, they just acquired him. So um, after having a good week one um, and scoring two touchdowns, uh, I think his role will grow. But, like, when it comes to Brevin Jordan, I think just since they they do lack depth at wide receiver, I think they will try to still use him as, like, a Mike Kosicki, Kyle Pitts um, lineup in the slot at times. So they could have formations where you have, you know, Brevin Jordan and OJ Howard in the field. At the same time, I think if anybody were to, you know, get a downgrade, OJ Howard getting more playing time might be Pharaoh Brown. So I think in the meantime, Brevin Jordan still could see, you know, over 60% of routes run. All right, let's build some lineups. Let's start with, uh, let's start with DK. And I think you went first on DK last week. So I'll go first. Uh, Let's start with some Rex Burkhead. 4900 there we go and, and he has the the toughest like the the matchup is like first so it's like the toughest so yeah no one's gonna touch him oh no uh, one. i mean over under five percent Ooh, i'd say under wow really wow yeah. okay that's a good pick then because yeah like i said he was dominating early down and you know passing down work it's gonna be a negative game script so this could definitely be a big game for Burkhead. Love he, that play. He had eight. He had fourteen carries and eight targets. Like that. Like that was just. The, is that more than Austin Eckler? Was that? that oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Like he had more. Yeah. yeah, he had more opportunities than most running backs on the entire week of the entire week. So yeah, I'm gotta buy got buy low on some Rex, sexy Rexy. But yeah, we yeah, got. That, that was a that was a positive game script. So it was remarkable. Uh, his the usage you got. Um, let's go with uh, Christian Kirk at wide receiver. All right, Kirk fifty seven hundred. So that leaves us uh, in a good spot. We got a little over fifty six hundred for our last seven spots. Uh, let's get. I'll get defense out of the way so we know what to uh, what to <laughs> yeah. spend. Looks like the Bengals were priced thinking Dak is playing still. Oh um, yeah, we got it. We got to go Bengals. I mean, with defense. <laughs> I don't think you need to go super contrarian. The Bengals are twenty two hundred. That's that's a good call. Yeah. We're going Bengals here against Cooper Rush. All right. So let's go with um, – I'll go running back here. Got to go with Daryl Henderson. Uh, I don't care if his roster ship is too high because we, we already have Rex Burkhead, so we already have a pretty unique lineup. Uh, but I, I just you know love Daryl Henderson this week. I think Cam Akers could see uh, a lot more action this week, but uh, they, they want to get a win here. So they're going to lean on Daryl Henderson pretty heavily here. Love the matchup. Let's go D Hendo at 5,700. I like it. Yeah, so we have quite a bit of salary, an average of 6300 to spend with a quarterback, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex. Got to go with my boy here. Let's go some Debo Samuel, the 49ers. Are oh, the damn. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I know, because I think a lot of people are going to roster Wilson, but like Debo Samuel, not only did he get those eight carries, but he ran a route on 94% of the dropback. So, you know, people kind of worry about his receiving usage, but like one way or another, he's going to get fantasy points. Like, it's it's gonna happen. So uh, I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna go with some uh, with some Debo here and bet that he has a uh, a bounce back from his two catch on eight target uh, week one. In addition to getting another yeah. eight, eight or so carries, and of course he's getting a touchdown. And he probably doesn't fumble this week either. So probably not. And he's he's cheap enough this week. Let's go with it. Um, I I was kind of working out a uh, potential high price stack on the side here and uh it looks like it'll work out we might have to go cheap on our last two plays okay um actually i'll let you kind of figure out the stack but for quarterback let's Mm -hmm. go with Derek carr we're both super high on him this week pretty cheap 6200 um i was mentioning before that this qb slate um is pretty weak because a lot of the top qbs are on the showdown slates 
Um, Thursday night footballs, you know, Mahomes versus Herbert. You have two Monday night football games this week. Another good Sunday night football matchup. So it's, you know, pretty slim picking. So Derek Carr at 6,200 at QB. You can pick who you stack him with, but I, I feel like that was a good play this week. Yeah, no, I like I like Derek Carr here. Let's get let's let's buy the dip on Hunter Renfro then. Let's go with the fit. Let's go nice. with Hunter Renfro at fifty five hundred. Uh, so I'll leave us some salary this time uh, instead of going with Devontae. So we got we still got six k uh, for tight end and flex. Okay, um, thinking of a Cardinal to stack with. Ertz is only forty five hundred. Oh, Ertz is only forty five hundred. Yeah, he's okay, fine yeah. oh. this week. Hell yeah! And so I I didn't really find out why. Yeah, we're going Zach Ertz here, but. Why the hell was Trey McBride a healthy scratch? Was was because he was dealing with some like injury too, but that was just a healthy scratch, right? Yeah, it's yeah, that's just a rookie thing. I mean, I, I kind of I was like kind yeah. of didn't know what to do with not that it matters, but like my, I was like <laughs> yeah. I kind of split the projection even before that with him and Max Williams because I saw on the unofficial which can we talk about why teams release depth charts, but then their unofficial depth charts is like Come on, man. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, they're so unhelpful. The, the, the team depth right. are so unhelpful. Zamir White being the RB4 turned out to yeah, be true. Yeah, Things yeah. like that. So, yeah, I agree. Like, just release the official depth chart, right. right? But, uh, yeah, on the unofficial Cardinal depth chart, uh, Trey McBride was behind Max Williams. So, I, I kind of – I could saw that. I saw that coming. Like, it's, it's just early in the year, you know. Um, some of these rookies are not – progressing like regardless of what we think of them for fantasy or whatever it's like you know he's a rookie tight end he wasn't drafted in round one so wasn't expected to start right away uh so yeah he got scratched but uh you know Ertz only played I think 60 percent of the snaps I think that should be higher this week he's off the injury report uh you know heading into this week so uh way too cheap is Zach Ertz at 4,500 uh so that leaves us 7,500 for a flex so Tyreek 71 Saquon, 73, Mixon, 72, Swift is 70. A lot of options for you. Ooh, Mixon's tempting. Oh, correlate with our Bengals defense, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, we got to do Mixon because he got to do it. 34, 34 touches, 34 touches. I had over 16 and a half rush attempts. He cleared that in the first half, and they were losing. Yeah. Like two touches at that point. So imagine a positive game script this week. Yeah, we just got to get him into the end zone before it's like in the game gets out of hand. But getting Mixon yeah. plus the Bengals D for a combined uh, 9,400 as a correlated stack, uh, I like it a lot. Uh, so this is our lineup. It's Derek Carr, 6,200 against the Cardinals. Rex Burkhead, 4,900 against the Broncos. Uh, Daryl Henderson at 5,700 uh, at running back uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. Our wide receivers are Christian Kirk, 5,700 against the Colts. Debo 7,800 against the Seahawks and Hunter Renfro 5,500 uh, against the Cardinals. We got Zach Ertz at tight end at 4,500. And then our flex uh, is another running back, Joe Mixon 7,200 at Dallas, stacked up with the Bengals D for the correlation. Damn. Uh, uh, 2,200 for the Bengals D. So, yeah, I like this. I like this lineup a lot. This might be my, yeah, this is my favorite lineup we've ever built. Yeah, it's, it's very it out there. It's very balanced. And there's no like guy who's like overly uh, expensive on there. Like every everyone's kind of just mid-range. Uh and yeah. taking advantage of that defense. So yeah. Three hundred dollars left over, your favorite. Yeah. Oh, you always gotta leave money on the table. <laughs> For those listening, that's because most people building lineups do end up filling out all using all of it. And so you just get a more unique lineup by forcing yourself to uh to leave a couple hundred at least on the table. All right, let's go to FanDuel, and uh, you can kick us off there. 
All right, let's see. Um, oh, God, Henderson's even cheaper here. Ooh, I'll, let's go with uh, Melvin Gordon at 6K. Um, I think his roster ship will be pretty low. I don't know, but uh, just based on his usage, a potential, um, you know, 10-point favorite at home game script against the Texans could be sneaky for Melvin Gordon. So let's go with him. I like it. And like, yeah, he could like kind of clock killing duty at the end, even if he's oh, not, yeah, even yeah. if he's not as involved at the beginning as he was this week. I mean, as somebody with a lot of Javante shares, I don't like saying that, but just based after week one, <laughs> I can't ignore the truth that Melvin Gordon is still a problem. All right. Uh, let's see. I'll s- oh my God. Taysom Hill is the third highest price tight end. <laughs> he's probably higher than kyle pitts by 300 dollars. well can't go there uh, so th- this is this is definitely one of those um stand uh, up to be contrarian opportunities uh yeah I'm just, uh, listen i like i love me some Taysom hill but not at 6200 6, <laughs> let's go with darren waller at 6800 we'll pay up but uh i still think he's gonna find his way to the to the end zone sooner or later. And what, the Cardinals gave up two t- two touchdowns to tight ends last week, Kelsey and Fortson. Yeah, so I think uh, bet on Waller getting in the end zone, which we, we need on FanDuel. Uh, he's at 6,800. So uh, that leaves us uh, an average of about 6,700 for our remaining nice. players. Nice. I mean, would you be opposed to using Derek Carr again? Because he is pretty cheap. Um I mean, we could. Uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff is cheap too. You know what? Let's go with. Uh, ooh, Carson Wentz is a bit pricey here this week. Damn, this is a tough one. I, I took QB on DraftKings, so I'll let you pick that. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna go with a wide receiver here. Let's go with uh, Terry McLaurin at 7,300. Um, it's a bit pricey on FanDuel, but FanDuel. Um, we kind of want that big play touchdown upside, so I, I, I like McLaurin here a little bit more than I do on DK. So let's go with uh, Terry against. The Lions defense, who A.J. Brown just absolutely torched last week. All right. Um, I mean, Carson Wentz isn't that pricey here, so I'm just going to go with him. I mean, 7,400, yeah. you know, against the – you know, like, it's he's pricier than Carr, which makes Carr a bargain, but uh, still 7,400 is pretty cheap for a quarterback. So, uh, we'll go Carson Wentz, stack him with I like him. it. Um, let's see. Do, do we have enough to uh, – you know what? I will do the honors of selecting the defense on Fandle so we know how much money – we have to spend. Um, the Bengals are also cheap on Fandle. The Patriots are pretty cheap too against Mitch Trubisky. Let's go with the Bengals again. Yeah, you don't really have to get too fancy here. Thirty nine hundred for the Bengals. That gives us an average of seventy one fifty for running back, two receivers, and a flex. Not bad. I mean, don't hesitate to spend up. We got a lot of cash out there. Let's go with Michael Pittman, seventy eight hundred. Uh, I think you know Jacksonville. It's easy matchup. Uh, I don't think that uh, the Colts, you know, really have a, a anybody that's going to challenge him for that 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 massive target share. So seventy eight hundred from Michael Pittman. Good bet for a touchdown. I think this week too. I like it. I'm looking for um, somebody on the Lions just to get a little mini game stack with our Wentz McLaurin stack. Uh... Swift maybe. I mean, you could go Amon Ra, but he's more of a DK full PPR. Exactly. Guy. So is Swift to a certain extent, but I do like his price point. Or Jamal uh, Williams. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think we have enough money. We don't need to – with the Melvin Gordon play, I think we our, got our backup running backs covered. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's go with Swift. Yeah, and the offensive line looked really good, even though it was pretty banged up. So uh, I like Swift's touchdown potential. I think Jamal – yeah, Jamal got two touchdowns. Yeah, uh, but they were pretty split in terms of like goal line work or up. Like 
I could easily see, you know, Swift being the one that gets two touchdowns this week. So uh, let's go with him. All right. Let's go with Drake London. Just love it. <laughs> go Drake London. 5,600 still too cheap. Uh, he's still that that top receiver there. And uh, we, Jalen Ramsey's not like he's in the slot. So he's not like shot. Mm-hmm. He's, he's more likely to see Kyle Pitts, honestly, in mm-hmm. terms of matching up. So, uh, you know, if anyone's a bet besides Cordero to score a touchdown on the Falcons, it should be uh, Drake London. And Kyle Pitts doesn't score a touchdown. So I think Drake London's touchdown upside is, is a little so, being sold a little short here at 56. Yep. No, I, I loved him heading in the season. Then week one, uh, I, you know, dropped them closer, like wide receiver 50, because I don't like the matchup against Lattimore. Plus, he was coming back from that knee injury. He had missed two straight weeks of practices. I mm-hmm. thought he might be limited. Nope. Uh, had a great game. So, yep. yeah, I love him heading into week two. Um, so, I have 7K to spend at the flex. There is a lot of options. Oh, Christian Kirk, 6,500. I, I got to do it. I love Christian Kirk too much this week to not use him twice. Um, so yeah, let's, let's go with Kirk. Um, you know, we have Pittman and Kirk in that game, just two target monsters. Let's go. All right. So we got, that's, that's, that's our lineup. We got Carson Wentz, a quarterback at 7,400 against the Lions at the lions. Then we got running backs, Deandre Swift at 8,200 against Washington and Melvin Gordon, the third uh, at 6k against the Houston Texans. So we got two home favorite running backs and then at wide receiver we got michael pittman at 7800 at the jaguars we got terry mclaurin at 7300 at the lions and we got drake london at 5600 at the rams our titans darren waller at 6500 against the cardinals and then we got christian kirk in the flex at home against the colts at 6500 and we're going with the bengals d at 3900 in Dallas, so got a couple overlaps here with the DraftKings with uh, Kirk and and the Bengals. So hopefully yep. you hit. So that's gonna do it for more great fantasy content from Sean and I. Check out our full player projections episode out right now on the Action Network podcast channel, uh, and be sure every Friday to check out the night shift episode for Fantasy Flex on this channel where we break down the Sunday night football DFS late and the Monday night football uh, DFS late. You can check out action at network.com for all of our player projections and fantasy rankings uh, for the upcoming week, uh, as well as fantasylabs.com for our DFS models. Uh, find us on Twitter. Sean's at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon. And you can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money.